Ever wanted to be a ninja? Learn the secrets to health, wealth, and being kick-ass. Welcome to the Being a Ninja Show. I'm your host, Joe Shung, aka Joe Fight, founder and CEO of Fight Fitness, where we help people burn fat, tone up, and learn to kick butt. Today's episode is with Evans Armin Trading. He owns CNU Fit down in Dover, Delaware. In this episode, we get to talk about his weight loss journey and how he actually lost 40 pounds in just four months. Also, some of his biggest aha moments when it came to running his business and setting boundaries and expectations for his team. And we get to answer questions from our clients like, is an exercise stationary bike a good way to lose weight? Also, how to conquer weight loss in your 50s. And we get to talk about how hormones play a role with weight loss. Enjoy. All right, guys, my special guest today, Evans Armin Trading. Is that how I say your last name? Yeah, Ar- Armin, Armin Trading, Trading right. Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, is a fitness professional all the way down south in the U.S., Delaware, from where we are, at least, uh, Dover, Delaware. Um, mm-hmm. I've known Evans for quite a few years now. We said we just caught up. We said like four years ago, we met back in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and we've been to fitness conferences and masterminds together just because being with like-minded people and one thing i i've learned from evans is that like i told him this when we were chatting earlier that he's got this awesome mentor vibe about him and it's i think you're a preacher too aren't you yes i am (laughs) so so that's probably what it is like it's like when you when he speaks you listen so this this is going to be really exciting for me um to interview him and just go get a little bit about ba- his background and how he got started in fitness and how he got started with his fitness business but without further ado evans welcome to the show man well, thank you joe thank you i'm honored to be on your show I'm pretty excited when you got you shot me the invite i was there like that's cool i always look up to how you run your business and do things so it's pretty awesome that's awesome you look up to me i was like i look up to you <laughs> but Let's let's start from the beginning, man. How did you get started in? Let's say started in fitness. First okay. And foremost. Well, my first my fitness journey actually kind of is funny. You mentioned mentorship. That's what led into it. I was never really the athlete. Uh, um, I was kind of like the kid who like you know played pickup ball or something like that, but never you know really on sports teams and things like that. And, you know, I had gained weight when I met my wife. Um, and, you know, so I gained like 30 pounds. So I went from like this skinny adult to this overweight adult in like three months, you know. And then uh, um, with that became, you know, all the psychological challenges that you experience from, you know, high, I was very self-conscious about like how I looked at my clothes. And uh, um, even when I went into the pool, I, I never went to the pool. I didn't go to the pool for like five plus years because I didn't want to take off my shirt. You know, um, and I, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen Evan's picture. He's very ripped. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to take off your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So so the, the 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 like all the variables hit at the same time, and my uh, uh I, the company I was working for went out of business after I got out the military, and uh, um, I had a, you know a, my wife and and I had one, my just my son at the time, and my mentor was like, "Why don't you use this time? You know, just 
use this time to get in shape. You can work out with me. He was really big into fitness. He's a bariatrics physician and did OBGYN and did a lot of stuff in the bodybuilding scene with Lou Ferrigno and all Schwarzenegger. And so he was like, you know, you can just work out in my gym with me in my basement. And I just like the idea of getting with him, you know, picking his brain and learning from him. And in four months, you know, I lost about 40 pounds. And that's a very aggressive. Um, but it was, it was, I was deconditioned, someone who never exercised before, poor eating habits. And I was hyper disciplined. Like I literally did a 180 turn. And I would never recommend that for people typically just from a behavior modification standpoint. Right. Most people can't like turn the ship you know, and hold it steady. But I, I did because I just started loving the way I felt in my skin. And I, I, um, I, I got so excited about it. I just started to share with other people, hey, this is what we're doing. And this is how it works. And, you know, and uh, um, I'll never forget, you know, I had a, um, a lady who was a client of mine. She was a good friend of the family. And, you know, she was like morbidly obese. And I came to her house and I showed her all the things. I'm like, I could do this, this, this. And she's like, Evans, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, here's the, here's some money though for your time. And I didn't know that people actually like pay you, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, to, do, to teach them fitness. I was just like, no, I don't need it. You know, I really did need it. I, was in between. I didn't have a job at the time, yeah. uh, um, but that's what birthed it. And that's what got me like into training. I just had a, an appointment, you know, I, I've been talking about this this week at appointment every Monday, uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at two o'clock. You know, I had this set appointment on my calendar. Everything I was doing went around that time frame, and because I had that consistency, I was able to chip away at the rock. You know, and really um, start you know crushing my fitness goals. That's amazing. I think one important point through all that is that um, this became this became like that ritual that you do um, day in and day out. And it, I, I felt like, I feel like when you were talking, it was like, this is the one time you started having a little bit more control of your life. Mm-hmm. And because you could control that weight, it mm-hmm. turned your turn. I don't know if, I don't know where you were before. Cause you were, you were in the army. You're probably pretty disciplined before Were you, uh, let me ask well, you, were you air force? And, uh, um, but I, I was, I was naturally like a very a type, you know, person, but in nutrition and in fitness, I, I mean, I remember when I went to the desert, all the guys, they worked out and I ate their food. Okay. You, you oh, really? Yeah, I was just not interested in it. I was, And partially, I was like very intimidated, you know, um, okay. with it. I, I didn't know what all these things were. I didn't want to feel embarrassed uh, um, that I didn't know, you know, and I never had that like private before this time. I didn't have a like a private experience where I could be vulnerable and fail and not like crush my ego, mm. you know, cause when I went to the gym, I saw people who today look like me, you know, and they're working out and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ego just couldn't handle it. And that's and, and, our studio is the way it is now. And that's, it's so funny because that, and you're a type A type guy. Imagine mm-hmm. people that aren't like that and they walk into a fitness setting. Mm-hmm. And how intimidating it is. And that's probably why a lot of people don't get the results that they need is because they don't have that like kind of ramp up period into, into it all. So awesome story. So how did you get started? Like, obviously you realize people are going to actually pay you for, for your, for your knowledge and your time. Mm-hmm. Is that how you started your fitness business career? 
Yeah, um, I still remember we were in my living room. And, um, it was in November I, uh, um, 2009. I put up a whiteboard and I like to write and draw and game plan. Strategic thinking is one of my strengths. And I was like, you know, we could do this and we can meet with them this time. And I remember, I mean, it, it, you know, I didn't realize I was giving away Mercedes Benz for like Pinto or like old school car prices, you know what I mean? Uh, um, but yeah, that's what happened. I, I had this need. I had a wife, I had a son, I had a mortgage, I had a need and I had a passion, you know, and my passion, I don't think it was fitness. It was really, uh, um, seeing transformations. You know, I, I got really excited just about like the journey wasn't about the scale was a part of it, but it was who I was becoming along the journey. That's what really excited me. So I got excited about other people like being confident, you know, uh, um, feeling good about themselves, you know, taking their self-image up a notch. So I literally just started volunteering and helping, you know, some close family friends. And then we were like, okay, we need to do a price point to this. I need to yeah. do this. And I still have my early sheets, you, you, you know, my, wow. I, I That's mean, how much I, you charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally like my monthly rate is my current, 30 minute rate, you know, <laughs> monthly rate. And I drive to your house. And, and what I started doing was realizing everything I didn't know, I taught like, you know, like, like I didn't understand how like metabolism worked. Mm -hmm. So I created educational PowerPoints to teach my clients how the metabolism works. And I didn't understand something and I studied, learned it, applied it to myself and taught it to my clients. And so our metabolic coaching, our nutrition program actually scaled dramatically out the gates because people were, you know, being educated. They were understanding now why things were happening based on the choices they were making. That's cool. Like you brought it up. Teaching is like learning twice. Yes, it is. Yeah. Teaching is learning twice. Very cool. So talk to me now, like you started working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, like volunteering your time. Now you got two studios. Now talk to me about the journey from independent training, driving to people's houses, probably I don't know how much you're charging. I remember I was charging pretty low. I can't, I looking back, I was like, oh man, I can't believe yeah, I was losing money for sure. I was, I was losing money driving to people's houses. Yes, I was. And <laughs> at the time it was 2009. So gas prices were close to $4 a gallon because it was right after that spike, yeah, you know, yeah. um, in there. And so the, I did that for a couple of months. Um, and then my same mentor and coach, he actually had a medical practice where some a physician was renting from him. And, you know, an opportunity opened up where that guy left out and he said, hey, Evans, you want to rent for me, you know, a sublease for $600 a month. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't, you know, I can't afford $600 a month. I don't even make $600 a month. <laughs> and he was like, how much do you charge? And I told him I'm going to charge. He was like, yeah, you have, you have to you have to like triple your rate. <laughs> 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 so we did. And, uh, um, and it was crazy because when we increased our price, our business grew. Because what happened when people begin to see, you know, they understood the value. Yeah. You, you know, there's a reason why Mercedes go for the price that they go for. And I'm just picking them out. Um, you know, so, so, you know, it grew and we were literally subleasing from him that one year. Now, he was a physician and he was OBGYN. Mm -hmm. so he's seeing these patients and, and we're literally coaching people, like moving the, the exam table. To, to talk to people about their fitness goals and then moving it back in between, or, you know, we're training people in an exam room, you know, um, in there. 
And then uh, another buddy of mine, he had a local gym, like a private studio. Yeah. And I asked him, can I sublease from him the next year? And I subleased for him for a year and we grew again, you, you know? So now we're in two places. Oh, you so, jumped to two locations. It, well, because I was coaching in the medical office uh, and then I'm, you know, I'm training in the studio. And then we had a, um, then a chiropractor in Middletown said I could work with him out there, you know, which is just a couple of county, uh, the next county up. So now I'm in three places driving around like crazy. So we finally consolidated um, in 2012 into one location and continue to grow. And then every year, you know, we either like expanded space or moved. And the then we moved to this. Our second location is, you know, it was we, we started with that by subleasing from a gym. So we had a, um, a local gym owner call us up and ask us to train them. Mm even though they had trainers there, um, when they also owned restaurants and stuff like that. And they saw the results that we were getting, like their patrons were coming in and they're like, where do you go? And they're like, we go to senior fits 30 minutes up the road. Uh-huh. And they were like, do you think they'll come down here? So we started to come down and train them in their gym. So are you train you trained the people that owned it on how mm-hmm. to run a fitness business? No. Oh, and like their fitness, like we tra- we train them. Oh, oh, their their clients. No, them, the owners. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So we we developed a subleasing rela- relationship, and now we're at two locations at that time, and that's the end of last year, and. Uh, um, or no, 2018, excuse me, in 2018. And then um, right right up towards the end of the year, we, we were only in there for maybe four weeks. Mm-hmm. And we got notice that they were shutting down. You know, well, the gym was shut. Yeah, the gym I think was you this. yeah you're, you're there. Yeah. So now I'm in this conundrum. I only have like four clients in the location. And it's not necessarily the smartest thing to do to, you know, I already have a, a, my home base that, you know, we know how to do it. Life is good and everything else. But I decided to step on faith. I was really passionate about expanding in that area. And we decided to open it up. And now we have like a phenomenal team out there. The clients are ridiculous, getting phenomenal like results, crushing it all the time. Um, so it's been, you know, really, really cool. That's awesome. It kind of sounds like my story. Like when we start, when we start off on any business, we take anything we can. Yeah. Or like we go to people's houses, we open up a sub sublease here, we sublease there. Very similar to my story. I subleased two different spots before I consolidated, and that's when business come uh, blows up. I think who was it? I think Sean Sean Greeley. Like he talks about it gets complex and then simple, complex and then simple. Mm-hmm. So it's an awesome story. So now, now talk to me. Now you that location is now you got two locations mm-hmm. now talk to me about some of your programs. Cause you, you, you talk about really interesting programs with your metabolic uh, mm-hmm. conditioning programs that you started with mm-hmm. uh, CNU fit. Cool. So we um, do metabolic coaching and basically what we do is combine like traditional nutrition coaching um, with, you know, understanding the metabolism and lots of education and programming in there. So it's really about meeting the client where they are in their journey and then helping them to their destination. You know, so it's not a like, here's a quick diet sheet that you follow and go from there. It's really about understanding, okay, what's going on with my body? And 
we have to understand like my typical client is a very busy professional. Even right now, they're probably working over 50 hours a week during COVID because they're managing a lot of different things. They're in their mid 40s to 60s, you, you know, um, so they're going through the life change. A lot of my clients, I'd say majority of my clients are females. So there's a lot of things that are happening. They've dieted 15, 20 times before they've come to me. Um, so, you know, what is real? What is truth? So we spend a lot of time on the education side in that metabolic coaching program. And then we do um, one-on-one training. You know, that's like, the you know, um, we have less people that do one-on-one. And most of our clients do what we call semi-private training, where up to three people can train at one time with a coach. Mm-hmm. So it'd be very similar to us being here, the way there's the two of us on here, but two more people on the, the cast and everyone is having customized workouts. So, you know, everybody's program is customized to what's going on in their body and what their needs are and their goals. Got it. So, so you'll have like three people on three different sets of equipment, completely different. And then the trainer is the one supervising and making sure they're doing things Correct. as programmed and prescribed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that could be in real, in, in like in physical world, that could be anywhere from spotting them, you know, of course, is queuing and all those kind of pieces. But then in the virtual world, it's looking at, okay, what's your equipment that you have available? You know, how much space you have available? What are your skill sets? What's your, we even found ways to screen you um, virtually. And then, you know, based on the data and your goals, how can we help you move forward? Um, yeah, so you, it's very common to have three people at totally three different fitness levels with three different sets of equipment. Yeah. But uh, we program, you know, for that. Dude, I know you got a lot of wealth of information and knowledge um, from your from your journey. Share with me now. What do you think your biggest fail forward is? Like the one thing that you were like, ah, I screwed that up huge, but I learned a ton. I would say um, setting and maintain from a business perspective or from a personal fitness perspective. Ah, man, you choose. <laughs> from a business perspective, is setting and maintaining the standard. Um, there's a great book called Extreme Ownership, you know, and, you know, the, the, these talks about the standard, you know, is not what you say it is, but it's what you allow. And, uh, um, you know, so that was a huge lesson for me when it came to developing people is, you know, we set the standard and many times I compromise the standard because I like the person, you know, and I, I realized the only thing I was doing was hurting the person, you know, and hurting my business. You know, so the biggest failure, I spent two years at least failing in this one area of putting together a a rock star team. And the reason why is because I thought, you know, I thought it was humble to say you you shouldn't do it the way I do it. You're you're free to do it your way, you you know. Um, But in reality, it was it was decreasing the quality and the standard of what my company and what my brand is because my team is an extension of me. So mm-hmm. in, uh, um, in about October, September, October timeframe, I think it was close to September, we sat down, we created our own internal certification and you had to be seen if it's certified in 30 days upon hire or you didn't work here anymore. You know, and I mean, the people who made it through, they're rock stars. And, and you know, and we taught them how to all the pieces we support them in there, but we realized like either you're gonna push yourself to excel and maintain our standard of excellence or this was not the place for you. And I tell you, it sounds very simple and it's, but it's, it was challenging for me at least because you have emotional ties to people. Uh, um, but I had to realize like, no, I owe it to my clients to give them the same quality 
that I would give every single time. And I'm really proud to say that our team does that now. That's phenomenal. I, I took a lot out of that myself because I, I see myself doing those things and making compromises and allowing the bar to drop a little bit just because, you know, accepting that that's how people operate. Mm-hmm. But really, it's it's the boundaries you create that. Uh, yeah. Like we, I heard that from uh, was it Tiffany that the, it's yeah. the, the what was her saying the boundaries that you allow. Yeah, yep, or the boundaries you create. Yeah, they create. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so being in business this long, um, has there been any like real breakthrough aha moments for you where you're like, ah oh, man, it all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it all made sense. Now. <laughs> well, uh-huh. does it? But like, I mean, would there be like a situation where you're like, oh man, I wish. I know I talked about failure before, but like a light bulb moment went off. Like, is there at one time a light bulb moment went off in your in your business career where things started to connect? Well, yeah, I think um, there, there was like several, like at different phases. You 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 know, um, there are these aha moments, and you know, I think one big transition was understanding as an entrepreneur, you're driven a little different than someone who's not an entrepreneur. So the incentives and how you create culture and what drives you is not the same thing that drives others. So I think a big like aha is I have to be very open to understanding like this is what you need uh, um, in order to feel apart, you, you know, and then from a business, you know, pieces, I've always been very frugal, you know, and, you know, so I've always, you know, like, you know, I, I don't spend a whole lot. I still collect a, a moderate salary. I live beneath my means. You know, we save, we're out of debt, you know, so we still live very uh, um, frugal in that realm. But uh, um, like learning to hear the needs of people and being vulnerable to my team, I think that's been a huge aha from a business standpoint. And then, you know, just not being afraid to be flexible and chase like the big whale, like go after it, like ask for the, the, the rock star deal because, you know, they may say yes, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and it can be a game changer. So, you know, an example of that was me having, cause we have the two locations and we have like a pseudo third location because we have a contract with the Air Force Base. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, but I would never, you know, thought, okay, I don't know how to, how do you file and connect with the government and all these kind of things. And, uh, um, but, you know, it was going after that and being willing to put myself out there and ask for help and uh, um, to, to be able to, you know, do it. And I, I failed the first contract. I mean, I said I failed. I mean, I, I landed the contract, we executed excellently, but my compensation was like nil. Yeah, yeah, you know, and partially it's because I didn't seek mentorship from a buddy of mine who d- does it all the time. You know, right. they were like, Evans, come on, why didn't you access? So, from a business perspective, that was a huge thing. I think that mentorship is huge and connecting with people and surrounding yourself with people with like mind, uh, um, but also ensuring that you're in an atmosphere that stretches you to grow consistently um, is critical because it's easy to be the guide, you know, but you need to be the person guided. In the hero's journey as well sure like it, like in the early stages i think you talked about like people not being built like us entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and i i sometimes get into it like i was like how are you not working on weekends <laughs> i was like i was like like what you guys want to take a day off i was like it doesn't make sense to me oh speaking about that that is a big aha i received in the last six months or so that my productivity actually is 
down was down because I was working too much. You know, so like one of the things we do now is something called unplugged. So on Friday night at 7 p.m. and all day Saturday, we don't do anything senior fit related. If you email, you get an automatic reply that says, you know, um, our core value is to, you know, take care of ourselves as well as to take care of you. And in order to execute upon that, we have to unplug and refresh and be ready to serve you at our highest availability on Monday. You, you know, and I, I pressure my team continually to unplug on the weekend, you know, therefore they can give me their best. So more is not necessarily better, but focus time is money time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, if nice. you're if you're if you're playing the game properly through the week, then, you know, the weekend, you're, you know, you can enjoy that time frame. You got to be completely focused. You got to be a pro, right? Pro mm-hmm. athletes, they don't drink the night before. They, they, if they're on a championship playoff run, you don't see them partying. Nope. Yeah, so yeah. holy, you're if you're a you're you're a definite pro when it comes to that. So, Evans, I got a I got a couple questions um, mm-hmm. that I thought would be perfect for you to answer. Um, okay. Some health related questions, some fitness ones that our clients posed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just go back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one, Lucy. Okay. She asked, is stationary bicycling a good exercise? That's like a trick question, Lucy. It all depends what your goals are. So, you know, is it a good exercise for someone who just had double knee place knee replacement surgery? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, I think it's it's good depending what you're doing on the bike, um, you know, to cause your heart rate to go up, you know, and so that's gonna help you with cardiovascular strength. We know that if you're doing steady state, you know, maintain consistent pace for 35, 45 minutes consistently, it can increase your HDL level. So, so if you have cardiovascular disease, yes, it's pretty good. But if you want to like go after aesthetics and you want to change the composition of your body, I personally wouldn't recommend going on a bike. Now, I have some clients who have physical limitations and the bike is the, the better option for them. But, you know, as far as just, you know, depending on what your goal is, if you want to lean out, if you want to come in a little tighter, then uh, um, unless you're doing hit training on the bike, you know, I wouldn't be using the bike. Good. I like that. I like that. And it, it depends. And I want to chime in on this one. I, I feel a lot of this stuff, bicycling, walking, all those low intensity, like if you're doing this at a low intensity, especially times like this where everybody's quarantined and not doing stuff. I think it's an excellent way to get in some extra activity mm-hmm. without increasing cortisol levels too much, without mm-hmm. increasing the stress. Um, that's when I would use it. But if, like Evan said, if it's for weight loss and aesthetics, it's not going to be the first thing that I would go to. It'd be weight training and nutrition would be the the top two. But if it was an add-on to help you burn, get increase the calorie expenditure, then I would say uh, definitely add it in on top of what you're doing. And even with what you said, I think it's pretty powerful. Sometimes as fitness people, we speak in terms that we get and the rest of the world is like, what? So you talked about cortisol, right? And we know cortisol is that stress hormone and it causes you to break down, you know, um, like strains of sugar that's stored in your muscles. Uh, um, And you wind for a lot of people, if you don't use it for fight or flight, which most people don't, uh, um, you store it as belly fat. You know, so when you have chronic exercise produces cortisol, right? But it also ties in with testosterone. That's why you talk about strength training. But if you do have like you're you're super stressed out, even if you're not lifting, 
then the stationary bike at a low intensity can help you decrease that cortisol level. So, you know, that's a powerful point that you just kind of dropped that as a quick nugget, but I wanted to make sure everybody got that. That was awesome. Good, good, good. Awesome. Next question. Lynn asks, are there age-related hormone changes that impact weight loss? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when I first started to learn about hormones, I was like, there's no calories in hormones. <laughs> and if somebody said that to me now to be like you're really ignorant you know yeah, yeah. you don't know at all but yes as we age you know men go through andropause women go through menopause there there's these hormonal changes the biggest one is typically is you know you do you 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 drop in testosterone mm. you know and for women you you're you have you know like these estrogen hormones estrogen estradiol uh, and progesterone and when they're out of balance yes you can it can be very challenging um, to lose weight and you actually like accumulate fat, you know, um, in, in certain areas tied to it. Now you can experience, um, you know, you can have hormonal challenges and still lose weight. Uh, um, so I always, you know, always tell people to pressure test it. Like, is my nutrition good? Is my exercise habits consistent? Um, if they are, then, you know, it's a high probability in there. In addition to that, sometimes as people age, we're finding the cases of um, like uh, uh, imbalances with your T3 and T4, like a hypo hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. um, are increasing in North America. And you know, some people speculate that's because we took iodine out of salt and you know certain things like that, um, and some of the additives and things that we put in our food. I'm not going to go down conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's just that the numbers are up. So yes, um, there are definitely age-related age-related hormonal changes that do impact weight loss. Strength training, though, does give you a bump in testosterone. So doing um, like tighter bouts of training instead of doing hour, hour and a half long training where you rest for really long, a higher intensity uh, um, type workout actually can is kind of like counterbalances those hormonal imbalances. And then I always refer out to like a physician that specializes in bioidentical hormone therapy. For sure. For sure. I think you touched on it already. Testosterone being the main hormone that drops us as we age. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I get a lot of older women that don't want to lift heavy. Mm -hmm. oh, like, I don't want, I don't want those big muscles. I don't want those, I don't want mm -hmm. those like big bodybuilder muscles. And I was just like, you know, the amount of testosterone you have in your body, it's pretty hard to, to build <laughs> yeah. it. So the one thing that they need to do is weight training. Yes. Because that's the only thing that's going to increase that testosterone level and be able to build muscle. So it increases your metabolism over the long term. So, yeah. And it's really, it also helps, you know, and, you know, we talk about women, you know, with this, but we're seeing this, you know, across all different nationalities where, you know, women in there, you know, are having higher cases of osteoporosis and osteopenia mm. and that load that you put against your body does cause your bones to thicken. So it decreases those risks of it. We have a lot of clients with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, and training actually helps, you know, um, decrease that inflammation in the body. So, um, yeah, weight training and, you know, heavy lifting is actually very much recommended. And you're not going to look like <laughs> those guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's that meme I always see, like what yeah. women think when they're going to lift weight and when, what actually happens. Correct. You know, that, that's really good. All right. This next question from Elisa, I think is very similar to the one Lynn asked, but mm -hmm. how to conquer weight loss in the fifties, including menopause. Awesome. You know, and, and it's funny, we have a, like a private Facebook group for our clients and we actually did a video 
somewhat, you know, of this in here. I would say that the technique to conquer weight loss by itself has nothing to do with age and menopause. You know, the reason why we have weight challenges is because of uh, um, an inability to keep, you know, our promises to ourselves. You, you know, so we said, I'm going to stop eating here. And that was a promise I made to myself and I continue to eat. We said, hey, I'm going to go and exercise today, but I'm tired. So I didn't go exercise. So it was this broken promise, you know, scenario. So how do you conquer weight loss? You do it patiently and slowly. You, you set a low bar goal. And this, I'm telling you, this low bar goal was introduced to me by uh, uh, this couple, actually, you know, one's out of Canada initially, but they're out in Texas. And, you know, and I was like, you said low goals, you know, what's that all about? You know, no, you said high goals. We're Americans. And, uh, <laughs> um, and you know, they were like, no, you said low goals so you can hit them. Mm. You start growing in your confidence in there. So if you, if you take micro steps instead of major steps, you can, you know, conquer weight loss consistently while building habits, you know, and that's the name of the game. So uh, I would say to Lisa, if you, if you, uh, um, from a fitness standpoint, if you can commit to twice a week and just put on your calendar and say, you know what, I'm going to make these meetings and these appointments with me. If you, you know, uh, uh, every single week, twice a week, you're going to see like ridiculous results. And then it's just minor changes with nutrition, right? If I eat out four days a week, I can eat out three days a week and until I'm ready to go to two days a week. If I don't eat vegetables, I'll add vegetables. If I don't have protein in all my meals, I can sneak in protein in every single meal, you know? And by making these little adjustments, you're going to see like, you, when you look, it wasn't even that hard. You, you know, it, yeah, wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I have to train. I have a, a testimonial video with this lady, Lisa, and uh, um, Lisa, her body is just totally transformed. It's just awesome. And uh, um, and she talked about in the video, she said, all my friends were telling me that you have to go to the gym, you know, uh, um, you know, five days a week. They train for an hour every single day. I don't I can't I couldn't do that. I couldn't believe that my body could change like this. And I only train. Uh, um, you know, twice a week for half an hour. Right. You, you know, uh, um, but it was, he's consistent. That's... And that's how you do it. Consistently chipping away. I, I love that you went that way. You went the whole psychology route there. I wanted to add on to that. Like, I think it's harder for people that are older to lose weight. Yes, because of psychology, because of all the habits, how long they've been habitually lying to themselves or overeating. Mm -hmm. And you know, as, as trainers, we're behavior change specialists. Mm -hmm. Our job is to change your behaviors and it's harder to break the older you are. They can't, the, the, it's hard to talk, teach an old dog, new tricks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. but I love that you went that route um, with the psychology side of it. Cause that's, that's super important. I was going to go into the nutrition side of things as well. Like, listen, it's not rocket science, less calories in versus less calories, more calories out and you know, less calories in. And I say, what's the best exercise when it comes to weight loss? It's table pushaways. <laughs> You're not eating. You, you push yourself away from the table. I feel uh, like it's like. You say that because you're young. So I, I'll help you with that. <laughs> you know, it is, it is, the math equation is right, right? But the more I study, the more I learn is the calories out portion is a very complex equation. It's not as easy as, well, I'm this height, I'm this weight, I'm this gender, 
you, you know, I'm this age because my body composition determines how many, you know, how much lean mass versus fat mass. And the more muscle I have on my body, the, the faster my metabolism because I have more mitochondria in my muscle cells, right? You know, uh, um, hormones play a role in it. Neat, that non-exercise activity, you know, plays a role. So it, it, it is simple, like one minus one is zero, but it is a complex in the fact that, you know, what I am putting out can vary for individual. And that's where coaching comes in. That's what, yeah. You know, coaches are able to guide you through that journey of discovery to identify, okay, this is what's going to work for me. And even on the, you know, on the inside, right, we know that all calories are not created equal. Mm -hmm. So I can eat, you know, you know, 1500, 1800, whatever number of calories in, but if it's mostly carbs and fats, I'm not going to see the same kind of results if I've, then if I've had, you know, um, more protein or the adequate amount of protein for my body. Right. So uh, um, it's simple, but not simple. Right. You know, yeah. Problem, but you know, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like it's that's where coaching comes in, and that's where we got to troubleshoot as coaches and be like, "Is this working?" We got to prescribe it, do it for a long enough period of time, and see if what the outcome is. Yes, the outcome isn't there. That's why we. That's where we need to iterate. So, and, and that's what you, you you said is so powerful is doing it for a long enough period of time to see if the outcomes. And what I see happen is, you know, people are so inundated with, you know, these billion dollar companies and their marketing schemes. So they think, oh, in 14 days or in 21 days or in 28 days, but you may need to follow something for three weeks to see if that something works. Mm. Because it could be the fact that your stress levels are high and your body's not burning fat because it's in a fight or flight state, or you're not sleeping. So your body's like, oh, I'm not in a recovered state. So I'm not going to mobilize fat tissue the way I am you know, or I'm not hydrating well enough to, to lose fat, you know, but, uh, you know, so you have to do it long enough, not just like, oh, I found this cool plan. This $9.99 is $9 or $10 a month. And it tells me my macros and that's, what's going to get me fit. You yeah. know, no, you got to do it long enough. So powerful, powerful statement. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that being in the, being in the fitness industry. We have, we, I lean on like, those quick fixes to get people into the door. <laughs> but it's, you know what the, the funny thing is, it's funny how our minds work in seeing like, oh, hey, it's only 21 days, it's six weeks. I think like the way the psychology of people is that they need that start and stop. But then once they're on board with us, it's like, well, this is a lifestyle. This yeah. is really a 52 week plan, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So, you know, but I'm just saying, not that the wrong with these short term plans to like jumpstart, you know, or kickstart things. What I just see a lot of is, you know, you have this before and after picture and you're like, there's no way yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're not losing 40 pounds in, in, in six weeks, baby doll. You know, that, that's not going to happen. But, you know, it's funny because the, the supplement industry is actually a bigger industry than our fitness industry. Oh, yeah. It makes way more money. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Evans, um, I appreciate you being on the show. I love asking this question because um, I'm a big kung fu. Uh, I'm into kung fu movies because I believe everybody's story or everybody's life is like a kung fu montage or like a training montage where they where they got beat down. They had to train and get themselves back up, and they ended up coming back fighting the boss. But they realized that beating the boss wasn't the actual thing. It was the journey of getting there. So if you had a favorite. I don't know, Kung Fu action or something with a hero arc in it. What movie would it be and why? Well, that's so funny you asked that. Every new staff member, I take them through the hero's journey. And I always talk about um, Karate Kid. It's a cheesy movie, 
uh, um, but I love it because you have this this kid from New Jersey. Uh, uh, um, you know, my wife's like, woo-woo, because she's from New Jersey. Uh, uh, um, but Ralph DiMaggio, and he comes out to California, gets gets beat up, you know, and, and I, I love the storyline of, like, you know, him developing these disciplines to become, you know, everybody loves Rocky. Uh, um, but I love those th that that movie because it's like, hey, you know, this person didn't think. And, you know, if it was not karate related, be like something like the gladiator. <laughs> the gladiator. You know? But he comes out. He's pretty good doing what he does. And then he his life. In, in, you know, and I think I can relate more to the gladiator than karate kid. Yeah. You know, the life just smacks him all all different ways from Sunday. Uh, um, but he commits to a certain end and boom, you know, uh, uh, he wins the crowd in the end. And I love that. It was like it was not about you winning you know, these fights, you know, cause he was fighting in the stadium. He's like, you got to win the crowd and he had to work on his people skills and his communication and all this other stuff to win the crowd, you know? So I thought it was a powerful movie. Dude, that's going to go on my uh, Friday movie. I got to rewatch that. It was the one with Russell Crowe. Was it Russell? Yes. Yeah. I got to rewatch that one. Yeah. He gets beat up and then he, see, it's all about the journey. So yes, it is. awesome, man. Um, I, if people want to learn more about you, Evans, what's the best way to get at you or reach you? Yeah, just uh, uh, seeingyoufit.com, our website. You know, we have a little contact form. You can literally fill it in right there or just Evans Almond Trading at, uh, on um, on Facebook. So I think my link is somewhere in, in, the, in the description in here. But yeah, if you call us, email us, text us any, any ways you want to and, and we can um, help you in your journey. Awesome. Appreciate you being on the show and sharing your secrets to health, wealth, and being kick-ass, my man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Being a Ninja show. If you enjoyed that, please share it, comment. It'd be much appreciated. Signing off. Sayonara.